Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Hey everybody, welcome back to a bite-sized solo episode of the Real Story Podcast. As I record this, I am just coming off of a fantastic weekend at Writer Fest Nashville, where all sorts of writers come together. Film screenwriters, songwriters, fiction writers, nonfiction writers, children's book writers, young adult writers. They all come together and just have the best time. And every year I go, I make new friends, I see old ones, and I walk away with such inspiration for writing and helping other writers. So before Writer Fest officially kicked off, I did a deep dive, a three-hour workshop called So You Want to Write a Book, Now What? And my goal with this was really to have people walk away just knowing what their next steps are, knowing what to do, how to navigate this insane industry, and really go forth and actually finish the product and get it out into the world. So I wanted to briefly go over what I taught in that workshop, and I'm prefacing all of this by saying I really want to start doing these workshops for groups, for corporations, for writers of all backgrounds, no matter your goal, no matter if you're writing fiction, nonfiction, no matter um, if you want to self-publish or traditionally publish, this has such value for you to understand step-by-step what you want to do. So where we started for this workshop was really around goals. Now, I think that... Setting goals as an author is one of the most overlooked steps when it comes to wanting to be published. Now, your goals can absolutely change. I know mine have (laughs) over and over and over again, but we don't often stop to really think about what we want from being published. So I always ask a series of questions. And if you want to take out a little pen and paper, that might be handy actually to take notes along the way Um, because it really gets you thinking like an author. So the first question I ask is just around what's my big why? Number one, why do I want to be published? Now, if you really dig deep (laughs) for this answer or into this question, A lot of times it's the ego that responds. I want to be published because it will validate me. I want to be published because it'll open up doors. I want to be published because I can say that I'm published by Penguin Random House or some other big publisher. And if that is truly your goal, it is absolutely fine. But if you want to be published to reach as many readers as possible, to inspire, to educate, to inform, to entertain. Answering this question really leads us into figuring out what publication path is right for you. 
So that's number one. Why do I want to be published? Not why anyone else wants you to be published, not why your friend wants to be published, but why is it important to you? Okay. Number two, what do I think being published will change? This one really digs deep into deciding if your ego is talking or if you are really clear about your intentions. I remember when I first got published, I was like, oh my God, this is going to change my whole world. Everything's everything's going to be different. And for some people, it really is. But I realized if I wasn't okay with my life as it was, my relationships as they were, um, my ability to make money, my ability to provide for my family, none of that was going to change from being published. Now, it absolutely changes some things, right? Like, it allows you to talk to your readers, to have a reader base, to have fans or to help people or, you know, whatever that is, but really dig deep on into why it's important to be published and then what you think it will actually change. From there, really asking yourself, what is your ultimate goal or outcome? Do you want to be a New York Times bestselling author? Do you want to land speaking gigs and create workshops and other materials? Do you want to build revenue in your business in other ways? Do you want to go to schools and talk about your books? What do you want from this experience? And really get clear. A lot of people leave the money part out of it. They're like, ah, I don't need to make money at this, but but you can and you should and you absolutely will if you are clear on your goals and outcomes and then figuring out how to get there. Next question. How do I want my book to serve my overall brand and mission? This kind of goes along with the previous question in that if you are a nonfiction writer, your book should serve your brand or your overall mission in a very clear and specific way. Maybe you are a coach who has worked on a million different ideas over the years, and by putting everything into one book, you can then have that for all of your clients, for all of the events that you do. You can have everything under one umbrella, and that is a wonderful, wonderful way that your book can serve you. Now, if you're fiction, this is where it gets tricky, right? Because we're not trying to grow our business. We're trying to grow our readers, but how, that's not really as applicable to you unless you do have a business where your book ties in, okay? Last question. Do I want my book to help bring in revenue for my business? This is a little bit more geared toward nonfiction writers, which is okay, but getting very clear. Now, if you're a fiction writer, do I want my book to help bring in revenue? The answer should be yes. And if it is, then you can... Again, really start to study what other people have done, what marketing strategies people use, and how you can actually bring in extra income from being a writer, okay? So that's where we started, and we got really clear, and we spent a lot of time. Then, before we dive into publishing paths, I ask three more questions, which is, or which are, what am I selling, who am I selling to, And how am I selling? In terms of what you are selling, it's just what it sounds like. What kind of book are you writing? Is it a novel, a memoir, 
a self-development book, a children's book, getting very clear on what you are creating, then deciding what genre your book fits into. Why is this important? If you are self-publishing, you better know what genre your book is and then what categories you would label it. This matters a lot when people are searching for your book and when people buy your book, especially with the algorithm and making sure that you have the right category. So same goes for where your book fits on a shelf, knowing that, looking at other recent competitors, walking into a bookstore and figuring out what books are like yours and where they are showing up both online and in person. Okay. So once you get clear about what you're selling, which again, pretty, pretty straightforward question, who are you selling to? This is my number one tip for unpublished authors is figuring out who your readers are ahead of time before you ever have a book to sell. Why? Because if you can find a way, no, well, Number one, find out where they are and find a way to organically connect with them, whether you're following them, whether they're following you, whether you're creating a newsletter, you know, giving a workshop, doing readers groups, writers groups, whatever it is. If you can find these people ahead of time, really offer them something of value ahead of time. By the time you have a book to publish and sell, hopefully that baked in audience will want to buy it, okay? And this doesn't mean that you have to go out and get 50,000 followers, which is a bunch of bullshit. You are better off with having a very concentrated group. I'm talking a 1,000 people or less online, not in person. That's a lot of people in person. But people that will spread the word, really follow you, really believe in you, and help you spread the message of your product, whatever that is, okay? So that being said, really coming up with almost a character character sketch of who your ideal reader is. How old are they? Um, what do they do for work? Where, you know, what pro- if you're writing nonfiction, what problems are you trying to solve for them? How will your book help them? If you're writing fiction, what are the types of books do your readers like to read? You know, are they buying in bookstores? Are they buying online? In fact, where are they showing up online? What social media platforms are they on? And this is this gets tricky because At this conference, I talked so much about social media and asking people, and every single author was like, I hate it. So that being said, if you don't want to be on all of them, which you don't have to be, find the one that your readers are on most or bypass social media altogether, create your newsletter, create an author website, and find other ways to reach and connect with your readers. But you need to know info about them. This is the time that you have before your book comes out to really dig deep, find out what publications they're reading. One of the easiest ways to build your online platform is to pitch an article to editors of online publications where your readers are already consuming content. So We've had so many clients. We have one in particular who wrote a parenting book. We did a proposal for her and her platform wasn't strong enough. So she went out and she landed a bunch of articles and essays, built up her arsenal, grew her numbers a little bit, and then she landed an agent and already has an editor interested in buying her book. 
So if you can be a little strategic and do your research ahead of time, it's so important. And then the last question in that, who am I selling to, is how do you want to connect with them? I say it all the time that the first rule of marketing is figuring out what you want to do and ditching the rest. And I think that's really important here. If you don't enjoy something, don't spend your time doing it regardless of what you feel like you should be doing. (laughs) You know, not too long ago, people were selling books all different types of ways. So you can be very strategic. And in fact, on this podcast in the coming weeks and months, we are going to have some sensational guests who have self-published and are making upwards of $200,000 a month. A month, people. You would never make that kind of money in the traditional publishing world. So we are going to be bringing people on who have done it, who are doing it successfully, and they're not doing a lot of events. They're not spending time on social media. They are really diving deep into marketing, okay? So just a fun side note. (laughs) Last question in this little trio is, how am I selling? How do you want your book to reach readers? Do you want to focus primarily on online sales? Do you want your book in a bookstore? Is that important to you? And again, that goes back to the previous question, where are your readers buying books? And then really start to ask yourself, am I someone who wants to do in-person events? Do I want to do bookstore signings? Do I want to create workshops? Do I want to go to conferences? Or does that just make you go, ugh? If it does, then you definitely want to focus more on online sales and marketing or ad strategies to help get you in front of readers without you having to do anything in person, okay? And then figuring out just what that marketing strategy looks like and just kind of walking through that. Do you want to spend money? Do you not want to spend money? How do you want to reach readers, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So taking all of that information... That then leads us to figure out which publication path is right for you, okay? Now, I have a wonderful set of questions to kind of guide you through this. (laughs) First one, very simple. Am I writing fiction or nonfiction? Okay, so once you have that, do you understand the two main barriers to entry for traditional publishing with nonfiction. Now, if you're writing fiction, it's it's a fairly straightforward process, which we'll talk about in a second. If you're writing nonfiction and you want to get traditionally published, meaning you want someone to pay you to have your book published and out in the world, there are two main barriers to entry. This is what I talk to my clients about all the time on our first intro call. They are The hook of your book, the saleability of your book, is your book in a very niche market? Do you have a clearly defined hook? You know, we can always kind of come up with that, you know, and really make sure your book is just not another generic self-help book, right? The second barrier, we talk about it to death on this podcast, is the strength of the author platform. I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs. We have plenty of podcasts in the path that talk specifically about the author platform and how to build it. But you still have to have a baked-in community in order to get your book traditionally published if you're a nonfiction author, period, period, okay? So if if you don't have a baked-in audience, then traditional publishing at this time is not right for you. 
Okay. And that leads you to looking at self-publishing, asking yourself if you have that built-in community or network. It is important because that's what agents and editors are going to look for. Asking yourself if you're using this book to drive revenue, if you have a budget to spend, whether you traditionally publish or self-publish, you're going to have to spend money, but really figuring out what that spend is and what you want to spend it on is important too. But the other big question that often determines whether you traditionally publish or self-publish is, how soon do I want to get my book out into the world? This single question often dictates which path you take. So self-publishing, you could put your manuscript out tomorrow if you wanted to. If you had everything ready to go, you can get your book out into the world. There are no barriers to entry. There are no setbacks. Um, You can get it out and get it up and get it going, okay? If you want to traditionally publish, by the time, like if you're with us, if you work with us at Right Way, and we work on your nonfiction book proposal, so we're just going to use nonfiction as an example, Our book proposal process is three months, okay? That third month, we are pitching aggressively to literary agents and or editors to try to land you an agent or a book deal. Let's say that takes two months to to get a yes from an agent. So now we're five months into the process. That agent then has to pitch you to editors. That can take a few months. And let's say you get a book deal and it takes three months to get a book deal, okay? So now we're up to eight months in the process. By the time you sign on the dotted line of your publishing contract and get paid your money and all that fun stuff, you are looking at 12 to 24 months before your book comes out into the world. Now, looking at books like today, you know, if you were to get through the process, you know, you're definitely looking at a 2024 release date or a 2025 release date. That sounds crazy. But for a lot of people, that can be an advantage to build your platform further, to build the buzz, to really take your time to find your readers. The biggest mistake I see with self-publishing is people putting their books out into the world really quickly, but then they don't have readers. They didn't come up with a strategy and they don't know how to sell. Okay. So really taking time to kind of think through those. Now, for a lot of you, you may not know the pros and cons of traditional publishing. So we're going to briefly go over those. Traditional publishing, basically all that means is a publisher is purchase, purchasing the rights to your book, okay? Usually you can do this directly through an author and a publisher, but more often than not, you get a literary agent who represents you and the agent is the one that negotiates the deal with the publisher. They receive 15% of any money earned from the sale of an author's book, okay? Now, what are the pros of traditional publishing? So the biggest pro used to be the distribution. If you are traditionally published, your book will hopefully be in bookstores nationwide. You can sell your book overseas. You receive a film and TV agent. If you are a fiction writer, you often receive more recognition. You have a professional team baked in. You have an in-house publicist, a sales and marketing team, an editor. you earn money. So you're getting paid for your book, both on the front end. And then hopefully if you earn out your advance, meaning if you sell enough copies, you start making what's called royalties on the back end. Um, And then you just have more opportunity, I think, sometimes to reach 
a wider audience unless you've hacked the system really well as a self-published author and are reaching hundreds of thousands or millions of readers. The cons can be, you know, you do have to go through the process. It's a slow process. You most likely do need an agent. The pay is very sporadic and can often be low. You get, you know, even though you have a team, sometimes you get so-so marketing help. You definitely have less control into cover design, into content, into a lot of different things, and you don't retain 100% of your rights, okay? Now, self-publishing, on the other hand, means you are publishing the book yourself. You control the entire process, including the cover and interior design, the price, the distribution, the marketing, the publicity. You can do everything yourself or you can outsource, which I always think is preferable, to individuals or even companies. We help self-published authors all the time. Um, But you are responsible for the entire cost of production, the marketing, the distribution. A lot of self-published authors I know don't even sell paperback or hardback books. They just focus on the ebook. And one of the pros of self-publishing is that you can set that price point at whatever you want. So on launch day, you could lower your ebook to 99 cents and sell 10,000 of them and become a bestseller, right? So you have complete control and you dictate the process and the price point. You also have just complete creative control of your content. You could put out a book that's 30,000 words, it's 50,000 words, it's full of curse words, that is controversial. It doesn't matter. You own your own rights and no one is telling you what you can or cannot do. The production time is much faster. Um, You receive higher royalties. So in traditional publishing, get about a dollar a book, however you look at it. With self-publishing, depending on where you're pricing your books, you could make four bucks a book, six bucks a book. Um, And you just sell how and when you want. There's no sales quota to meet, no team to impress. You just go at your own pace. Now, the cons can be if you don't hire a team, oftentimes the production quality looks not so great. There can be errors. There can be formatting issues. You know, you are managing all aspects of the business, so you just have to have your hands in everything. You're paying out of pocket, of course, up front. You do not get distribution in bookstores unless you go knock on these local bookstores' doors and try to get your book in there. And you're not going to reach as many people bookstore-wise, but again, if your readers are buying online, that is a very smart strategy that you can employ, okay? Now, once you have that figured out, that dictates the how of getting published. So if you're writing fiction or nonfiction and you're self-publishing, clearly you write the book, hopefully have it professionally edited, get a cover um, designer, or find someone to help you with all of that, figure out your categories, your dust jacket copy, and get it up and running, right? If you want to get traditionally published and you're writing fiction, you write a great first draft, have it professionally edited, please God. (laughs) Then you really research the other agents and publishers in your genre. This is very, very important. You want to pitch it to people who you know can sell your book because they're selling other books like it. You then perfect your query letter, pitch it to agents and editors, and then sit back and wait. If you're writing nonfiction, it's somewhat the same, except you definitely want to start with your research and your goals. I think that's really, really important if you're nonfiction. 
Instead of writing your book, you then write your book proposal, which we have several episodes on creating that perfect book proposal. You then research other agents and editors in your genre. Also perfect that query letter and pitch to agents and editors. Okay? So again, how you land a book deal. Do your research. (laughs) Find similar books. Write the best book or book proposal you can perfect your pitch. And then as I always say, we've talked about this. We have a separate um, episode about this well as well. Pitch to a handful of agents first, okay? We always say it's the rule of five. If you send out five query letters and no one wants to read your novel, then something is wrong with your pitch. If you send out five pitches and you get three or four requests, you know you have a great pitch Then you wait and see if they read your book. You get that feedback, tweak your book if you want to, and then send it out. So that can take longer, but it can be way better than just sending out to 50 agents. You have a bunch of typos in your pitch or it's not great. And then you've blown that opportunity, okay? So lastly, money, money. How do you get paid with all of this? It's so important to understand money. We talk to death on this podcast about money and getting paid and understanding the terminology. Um, If you are a self-published author, you are making money with royalties, which is how much you get on the back end. So if you're self-publishing, it's just the money you get from sales. If you are traditionally publishing, a book royalty is the amount that a publisher pays an author in exchange for the rights to publish their book, okay? So they're calculated as a percentage of book sales. If you get traditionally published, you usually get an advance up front. So say you get $25,000 to publish your book or $50,000 to publish your book, you would essentially have to sell that 25,000 copies or 50,000 copies before you start seeing royalties come in, okay? So you don't have that situation if you're self-publishing. You don't get paid to write your book, but you do start earning royalties immediately. A lot of traditionally published authors will never see royalties. They never sell enough books to see money on the back end, okay? So it's really under it's just really important to understand what your main goals are, um, which publication path is right for you, and then the process to get there. This is a lot of information in a short amount of time, but I will leave you today by saying, if you want to know more about this, if you want to get a group of writers together and have me come do a short little workshop where I walk you through each step of this, answer any questions, please let me know. I want to start doing virtual workshops or in-person workshops. You can email me directly at Rhea, R-E-A, at rightwayco.com, W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com, or you can go to rightwayco.com and contact me that way. I would be happy to come in create a workshop around your specific needs, and really help you walk through this crazy, crazy world of publishing. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.